Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is... Another mask. <laughs> you can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcast, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Well, there ain't no closing it now. That forbidden door is open to the point we just getting random matches on Rampage where members of the AEW roster do indeed take on New Japan. This ain't even the first time. Hello, my name is Simon from What Culture, and as I am the master and the king of the ups and downs, I realize, oh my gosh, we've had another wrestling show, because flub me sideways, we have so many every single week. I better take the temporary fist to power and give the good bits an up and the bad bits a down. So, spoiler. That's exactly what we're going to do. So yes, Rampage did indeed start with Adam Cole taking on Ishii. Just right there, happening in front of my face on an episode of Rampage. This blew my mind. As this was the New Japan monster, though, these two just hit the absolute shib out of each other, and Cole realized he was in for a war here, so he went in with some kicks. Unfortunately, he then accidentally pushed the taunt button, so Ishii got back to his feet, and he killed him. I mean, he just absolutely took his head off, and even when they were fighting outside of the ring, and Ishii went to chop Adam Cole, and Cole got out the way, I swear, Ishii hit Rita the ring post so hard, I don't think he remembered that wrestling is a work, something we're going to talk about later too. I even threw him into Barry Barricade after this, but Ishii is just like some sort of undead monster. No matter what you do to him, he just keep getting up. Still, once again, Cole was busting out the knees and even a neck breaker, but then he started to slap Ishii, and even I started saying like a massive nerd, Adam Cole, what are you doing? Because this just hit Ishii's you piss me off button, and even though Adam Cole then planted him with as many strikes as possible, Ishii hit him once and down Adam Cole went. I mean, you really should have seen this coming. There was a great bit where Cole was going to lower the boom, but Ishii Duck got out of the way and hit a lariat, but then he was going for his brain buster, which Adam Cole reversed into a variation of his own. And once again, do not forget, this was just happening on a random episode of Rampage. You had to figure some shenanigans were coming, because we do have the AEW versus NJPW pay-per-view soon. So this is when Jay White came out, and given that Rocky Romero had come to the ring with Ishii, Jay was like, well, I'm just going to attack you. So he threw him right into Simba the Steel Steps, and this confused Ishii. He had no idea what was going on. 
Probably because he thought the House of Torture was here. They weren't though, so instead Cole hit him right in the penis. He then did lower the boom. He got the one, two, three. Mark my words, Ishii will be out for revenge. We then got two back-to-back videos which just did it for me and I don't even care anymore. If I had a magic wand, I would go and I would wiggle it and I would just make all wrestling really, really stupid and really, really goofy. Because at first it was the Jericho Appreciation Society trying to get into the building when security said, no, you know the deal. Daniel Garcia can enter to take on Eddie Kingston later, but nobody else is allowed. After some shouting, Jericho decided, okay, but I'm going straight to HR. And as they were mucking off, Matt Maynard just shouted, human resources. I tell you, I was having a time of my life. We then zoomed right to Hook, who was about to be interviewed, when Danhausen decided, I know how to get in your head and how to ensure you do fight me. And he had a bag of Hook's favorite chips and he was just throwing them on the floor. So you have no idea how happy I was. And this led to Hook grabbing Danhausen, slamming him against the wall and actually saying or whispering his first words. Because he went, you wanted my attention. Well, you've got it. That's like, man, he's such a dreamboat. I cannot believe that any of this was real, but I want all of it for the rest of my life to the point when you take both together, it is getting it up. And then it's time to build Lance Archer. Because this was basically exactly what we had done with the Butcher last week. Because of course, come Dynamite, it is going to be Lance taking a Wardlow. So we have to remind everyone, this guy's a bit of a loon and you don't want to mess with him. So he walked out and absolutely murdered Serpentico. But the best bit was, Serpentico's plan was, well, before he gets in the ring, I'm going to hit him with a dive. And he done this. He celebrated like he'd won the lottery. But surprise, surprise, 30 seconds later, Lance Archer pinned him by putting one foot on his chest. So he may as well have kissed him for the good that that did. And obviously after the match, Lance Archer continued to beat him up as Sean Spears went nuts on commentary. And they all promised that come Wednesday, Wardlow will be no more. I highly doubt that. We then had a quick video showing Mark Sterling telling us how great Tony Nese was. So that's going somewhere when it was indeed time for Daniel Garcia versus Eddie Kingston. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Before we go any further, though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal 
personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. You knew there was going to be no nonsense here because, again, all the other groups had been banned from the building. And the reason I love this so much is Eddie Kingston is just great. We know that. And you can already see that Daniel Garcia is going to turn into an absolutely fantastic wrestler <laughs> slash sports entertainer. I mean, he's just got that vibe without doing anything. And I think Kingston know this because in the early going, not only did he throw him into Barry Barricade, but he also threw him into Simba the Still Steps. Unfortunately, Kingston's next plan was then to run at him like he was a boss from Arkham Asylum. Daniel Garcia got out of the way and Eddie ran right into the steps. Back in the ring, Garcia then started to lay in these strikes and these knees. And like I was mentioning earlier, he is kind of like Eddie Kingston when Eddie Kingston is doing a promo. Except the difference is when he's wrestling, you kind of watch going, is he aware that wrestling is a work? Because my word, it looks like he working stiff. He's not though, he just understands how to give that impression. And at one point here, he even bit Eddie Kingston. I was like, Garcia, that ain't gonna go well for you. And I was right, because straight away, Eddie bit him right back. Garcia really did have a plan though, because he decided, well, if he ever does get back on me, I'm just gonna throw him into something, which is what he did again. And afterwards, yes, you guessed it, 2022 wrestling, they got in that squared circle and they just punched each other in the face. Eventually, Daniel was busting out German suplexes like there was no tomorrow. And this is where I was kind of like, I think he's going to lose because he is taking a tremendous amount of this match. And after he utilized both the Boston Crab and the Sharpshooter, the end was nigh. And if only Garcia he hadn't gone back for a sharpshoot around two he may have won here but the sad fact for him is that he did eddie was able to get out he hit him with the half and half suplex he followed it up with the back spinning elbow fist thingamajig that he does and he pinned him for the one two three this gets a very slow clap my hand is broken and it is getting it up. And he was also going to whip him with his belt afterwards, but decided, no, I'm going to save that for Chris Jericho. And do not forget, this feud has been going on for ages, but it only just feels like it's starting to heat up. We then had a quick interview with Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee because they still want to get a piece of Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs. But I'll be honest with you, the true highlight of this is then we then cut back to the commentary team, which Ricky Starks is a part of. And he called them Keenan and Kel. Oh, how I loved it. We then jumped to another interview with Tony Storm, Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. And this was basically one big tease for the Owen Hart tournament, including kind of making it feel like the final is going to be Tony versus Britt. And I suppose we may very well do that. We then had one final bit of promotion because, yes, we had a video explaining why Dax is taking on cash in the Owen Hart tournament. And it's basically because they both love the heart so much. And given that I never thought they'd see this, because FTR have always said, well, we're never going to break up. I am so pumped, I swear. This is going to be a legit one and done. And you just know those two are going to go all out. Which brought us to the main event. Jade Cargill defending her TBS championship against Marina Shafir. And what do you know? It was really good. Cargill just gets better and better every single week. And as we talked about here on the show, Marina does know what she's doing. She just needs a bit more TV time. We, of course, went straight to her MMA stuff to begin with because she was kicking the shit out of Jade Cargill. But the whole point is that our champion is too powerful. 
that she knocked her out with a fallaway slam. They also eventually fell out to the floor. This is when Red Velvet and Kira Hogan were acting all baddies and doing the interference. And fair play to the many people that got in touch with me and said, wait a minute, Simon. Why is Red Velvet teaming up with Jade when they had that massive feud? And I say to you, this is a very good point. And my answer to you is that I don't know, and hopefully AEW does explain this soon. Maybe Red Velvet was having sleepless nights because she doesn't understand where Shaq went. She has decided that Jade Cargill knows the answer, so now she's sneaking in. Marina then did this cool hip throw to get out of an abdominal stretch and went full judo here because she started working over Jade's leg. This included going to the outside and smashing it against Rita the ring post. And given that she was already out there and Mark Sterling was being an ass, she made sure he twonked him too. And let's face it, he deserves it. This is when the baddies were still being dicks because they were throwing popcorn at Marina Shafir. And damn it, that made me laugh. But Jade Cargill used this to grab Marina and try and throw her through the timekeeper's table and it did not break. And I tell you, no word of a lie, that looked like it sucked. From here, Shafir had one last submission tease, but then from nowhere, Cargill hit the Jade out of nowhere. And I tell you, that was a little bit of a surprise, but she got the one, two, three. She defended her title. This, of course, meant 30 wins and zero losses. So we had a party afterwards. And there ain't no two ways about it now. Jade Cargill is a star. We're not waiting. It's happened. We're here. She has done great. Up. Which brought us to the end of Rampage. And while this certainly wasn't the best one that I've ever seen, those two video segments from earlier have just filled me with so much joy. So I am now the number one supporter of Goofy Wrestling. And I'm giving it an up. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't right now. Hold it in, hold on. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel.